Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Ay, ay, ay. Your girl just did the dumbest thing. I literally just recorded like 30 minutes of this podcast of really, 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 Riley, poignant shit. And I didn't have the record button on. Like, what in the actual fuck? Is it a full moon? Grr. Oh, my God. Like, this is the thing about this podcast that I like to keep it real and I like to keep it raw. And that's the ugh. Ugh. And you guys have some really, really good questions for Ask Riley's. Fuck. Okay. Let me get over it. Hi. How goes it? <sighs> Deep breaths. Ugh. Okay. So I'm just going to get into it and see if we can recreate this sucker because damn it. Ugh. Okay. I'm going to go to one of the emails for Ask Riley this week. And if you guys are new to this podcast, welcome. Sorry to start it off on such a sour note. But Ask Riley is something that I started on the radio um, like three years ago that it was just, let's just talk about all of the random shit I've been through and see if I can help you to navigate going better roads than I ever did. Um, so I got this email that said, hey, Riley, just like you, I'm coming up on a one-year anniversary of some kind, and it'll be the anniversary at the end of a friendship that I thought would be forever. I was best friends with someone for over a decade, almost a year ago, and it came to an end. We had an incident and made up, but things were never the same and since slowly drifted apart. I'm not someone who makes friends easily, and it's been hard. After a year of not having companionship, sisterhood, and simply a friend, I miss all of it and what we had. Even though the end of our friendship was probably the best, I've been able to move on. What would be your advice? I've been following your journey for years since I was a freshman in college and loved your voice on radio and podcast. Much love. And I'll leave her name out because I'm not sure if she wants her name to be in this. Um, First of all, thank you for following this journey, this crazy-ass weird ride with me. Um, The anniversary she's talking about is... Uh, the one-year anniversary of my exit, not willingly, in radio. Um, but I don't want to say exit, my forced, ex- whatever. Um, but when I got this email, it got me to thinking about a friend that I had for a very long time, for like 13 years. Like, we were the people that would call whenever there was a breakup. We were the people that would call for advice about things, advice about dating. You know, I we went on trips together. We, you know, visited each other and towns like he was at my first baby shower like you know like this was a person I literally thought was going to be like in my wedding when I got married and for some reason that relationship like fell to the wayside very swiftly and very quietly but deafening deafening deafeningly it was deafening how quiet it went out after how close we were because we were talking two, three, four, five times a day. And every time there was a big life moment, we were the ones that would share it together. Matter of fact, he was one of the first people I had on this podcast six, seven years ago. Um, but I, it made me think of a friend that has long passed. Um, and her life was cut pretty short. She was only like 37. Um, but she used to say, Riley Ann... Because I don't have a middle name, which is weird for a Puerto Rican, because usually Puerto Ricans had their first, middle, mother's maiden, and their last. I guess my mom just said nothing went with Raquel, which is my real name. 
But she used to call me Riley Ann and say, Riley Ann, I tell you, friends only come into your life for a time, a reason, or a season. <laughs> she was very Southern. She was from Memphis, and I loved her accent. You know, I miss her a lot. Um, but you never know what that time, that reason, or that season is about. You never know how long somebody's going to be in your life for or when they're going to drift out. And it sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't. Like, when I think about this person that, you know, left my life after 13 years for no damn reason, you know, I just have to think that there was an actual reason I'll never figure out because of it. We never really know the reason why until after, a long time after, when we're over it. And I don't want to say over it like callously like that. But when I say that the relationship just kind of went to the wayside, it was like weird because he was around when I met my husband. And, you know, I thought that he would be a very big part of my life and my kid's life or, you know, at least from afar because he lives a couple states away. And, you know, my husband was always cool with us being friends because we were friends for so long before he came along. Um, and obviously there's no hokey pokey that's ever happened. Um, so that made it okay, kind of. And don't give me the whole bullshit about, you know, women and men can't be friends, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. We were friends for 13 years and didn't do anything, you know. And it, a lot of people have said, like, oh, well, maybe he was in love with you. I mean, maybe so. Whatever. And maybe that was the reason. But I, I, I don't, I didn't investigate that reason because I was so hurt. I was so, like, also, like, quietly angry. But there were so many good things that had happened in my life that had come through and manifested that I was like, I absolutely refuse to be sad right now. And any reason that this person were to give me, it's it would seem like bullshit because I didn't feel like there was a good one. You know, and at that time, I had literally gone through a miscarriage. Like, I had just gotten engaged. Like, no call, no text, no nothing. And... I got used to that happening only because of the fact, I don't want to say used to, like it's a good thing and I can just, I'm callous and don't care. It was just, I rested with the idea that, you know, people do come into your life for a time, a reason, and a season. And I had this one friend that she was a bridesmaid in my wedding. That we, I talk about this all the time, that we were so close. She was going to be a bridesmaid in the first wedding. That didn't happen, thank God. And she we had a big blow up and we didn't talk for two years, but then she was going through something super serious in life. And her husband called me and was like, Hey, you know, Riley, she needs you. And that was all I needed. You know, like I called her and we, you know, didn't even really talk too much about what had happened. I just, we were, I was kind of talking her through or helping her through what was happening. And ever since then, we've just had a different level of respect for each other, a different level of love that we never let it go to that space again. And if it is going there, we talk about it. Um, so I know that she is a person that has come into my life for a ride or die. And I feel you in this email when it's like, you know, you're missing that friendship and everything because I didn't have like close, close friends growing up. My best friend in the whole world who was also in my wedding and my matron of honor, um, she's known me since I'm like 21. So I didn't have that growing up so the people that I bring into my circle like it's I'm choosy too I've been more open to it lately and thank god because some of the people that I have found in my life damn I don't know what I would do without them and they've only been around for a little while um but I do know this given that 
it'll be a year in November since my whole life was ripped out from underneath me. Everything. Uh, with the exception of my family and my boys, which is everything. But what I mean is, the God, universe, they take things out of your life to make space for others. I don't know if those are things, places, experiences, what have you. But I do know if you guys are meant to be friends again, or if it was really ever meant to be a lifelong friendship at all, something will happen that will bring it back to light. And if it doesn't, believe with every bit of your being that there is space being made for something better. I know that sounds like a Hallmark card, but I mean it. Um, let's see what else here. <sighs> I'm so mad that I recorded all that. Let me stop. Let me stop, stop, stop. Um, are your new candles on Etsy? Oh, the concrete ones. Not yet. I was That was on my list of things to do today, and I got sidetracked, and I had a couple orders that I had to ship out, but I'm going to do that this week. So, like, I just I have to take pictures of them and edit those pictures and then put them up and then price them, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, yes, they will be up very, very soon. I'm so excited about them. Um, somebody said, are you an in-seek fan? In-seek? Lord have mercy on my soul. Are you an in- Were you an in-seek fan excited for whatever is happening with them? So I was an in-seek fan. I still am. But I was more of a Backstreet Boys girl at the time. Um, but I'm excited they're coming back for new music after like 20 years of being separated. <laughs> Sounds like a divorce. But it's, a, it's on the Trolls soundtrack. You can hear a snip of it on TikTok. And I listened to it. I was really hoping it was going to be something like that would highlight their voices more. It's very poppy. It's very them. So obviously give the people what they want. You're like sticking with the old formula and grabbing in a new crowd. So I get that part. But I hope if they do more music that it's like slower, maybe like an 80s vibe, just something that veers from what they were originally to do something different and change it up, which might be, you know, career suicide if they're trying to revamp this band. But I just think that would be cool to hear. Um... Somebody said, any plans on getting back to radio? I miss hearing you on the daily. So I actually had this conversation at my pop-up on Saturday, uh, last Saturday with Essex Day, with somebody that I was just like, look, I've done just about everything that I can (laughs) to get back into the game. Um, And who knows? Like, it might come around. Maybe some of those efforts that I've done so far are just still brewing. You never know. But it seems like every time I get closer to getting back to radio, it's like it fizzles for some reason. Like, I get so close and then something else just fizzled. And that's radio in general. You know, like I've been kind of blessed enough that I had a 20-year career in really big major markets. You know, I got fired one time in the very beginning of it. And then, you know, I've pretty much kept it going since then, which is a feat within itself. But I don't know if the universe is saying, making space, like I just said, for something different. Because my biggest thing when I left, there was not the money, which it was nice, trust me, but it was the grind of it and, you know, being in the know of things because you had to pay attention to everything that was happening in entertainment and in news and all the, th- all the things. You always knew about all the new shows coming out, and I, like, I liked that, but it's been a nice mental break for me, especially the way that it went out. Um, but I still love radio, and I would go back tomorrow if the chance was there but not at costing my family everything. That's the thing. I love them more than I love radio. So when the universe and God want to bring that radio to my doorstep again, my mic will be cracked open, wide open. Um, what's a random skill or talent you wish you had? I wish 
I wish I could really sing. Like, I can carry a tune, kind of, with certain songs. I can sing along. I can sing certain things. But I wish I could, like, really, really sing. Is organization a skill? Because <laughs> I wish I was organized. I am not. Um, I wish I could, like, play an instrument, whether that's, like, guitar or piano, which I know these are things I can change or I can control, but when the fuck am I going to do that? Running two businesses now, trying to get them off the ground and, <laughs> you know, running a household and trying to be a good wife and all the shit, you know? Um, but, yeah, those are some skills I wish I had. Um. Were you told in person about being let go, how to handle that in the workplace? Yes, I was told in person. I don't know how much of this legally I can share, so I won't go into the details, but I was told and blindsided from one day to the next. I, I, I knew sort of that it was creeping in, but not from anybody official. Like I knew because I was seeing things and looking at things and things were shifting, you know, sly under the, under the, under the fold. But I didn't, I still to this day don't know if that decision was made that day. There was like lead ups to that decision, I'm sure, from people in cowboy hats. But I don't know if the powers that be made that decision that day or they made it way beforehand. I don't know. Either one was really shitty. But I think I had given up so much of my dignity leading up to that point trying to save my job that when I heard those words I first started to ask a lot of whys and ask questions and I stopped myself and I was like okay well I'm not going to get these answers and all I'm doing is like literally making myself feel and look like shit right now so let me just not so I went I was escorted to collect my things escorted um I was walked into the elevator I don't even remember if I was walked down to the garage they left me with my key card in order to get out so I wouldn't have to pay six dollars to get out and deactivated it I'm sure like the minute that I left and that was that. <sighs> I've blocked a lot of that out. Um, I would just say when you're making your exit, like you, you have to slow your breath. You have to put your body in the most numb, zen, chill, whatever word you want to look for, mode. And go cry later. Obviously, don't keep all that ick inside of you because I did that for a long time and it's not good for anybody, but definitely don't give any more of your dignity to people that don't care about you. Um, how does Lyric like second grade? My daughter is in second grade and her teacher barely communicates. I loved her first grade teacher, so it's a big change. Have you had this? So, so far, we've really, really liked Lyric's teachers. Um, I know for him, though, like, second grade has been a different switch because before it was, like, playtime and a lot of recess and even the work that they had to do felt like play for him. 
And second grade, he's had a lot of trouble, like, paying attention and getting his schoolwork done and, like, not wanting to just be with his friends. So maybe it could be also a little bit of that. Like, I'm not saying that you're not valid in what you feel about the teacher. But so far, it's been a rough go for the – but, like, as far as communication, no. Like, his communi- his teacher, like, you know, we're only – you know, we're a couple months in or whatever, and I've talked to her, like, two, three times. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go be a chaperone. In his school field trip, God help me. <laughs> but he's always wanted me to do that, and now I can. And it's weird this chaperoning thing. Like it's like a like it's like very like you can't not you can't sit with us, but it's like it's coveted to be a chaperone at these things. And I've tried out for like tried out. I've gone out. I've signed up for whatever like three different ones and never gotten picked. So here we go, friends. I will report back. Um. How did you stay patient waiting for marriage? I wasn't. <laughs> I was trying to force the universe and, uh, you know, God and all of, like, the marital bliss, good luck charms into my life. I wanted to marry every single boyfriend I ever had, which I'm being dramatic when I say that, but from a person that was engaged twice to the same person, and thank God that one didn't happen, and I literally, like, my high school boyfriend we were together for four and a half years and I wanted to marry him like I you know how many promise rings I have in the graveyard of my jewelry box <laughs> way more than I care to admit um but I wasn't patient at first at all what am I talking about not at first I was never like I really just would I would cry every single night like god why 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 can't it be me it seems so easy for the people that had found their person you know I remember when I, right before, like four or five months before I was engaged to my ex-fiance years ago, like my co-host at the time got engaged and they're still together. They have two kids and a beautiful family. So, you know, they really did find their one. Um, and I was just so jealous, like seething with jealousy. As a matter of fact, whenever I talk about jealousy as a useless emotion, it's that. Like I would be so seething with anger and couldn't stand to like be around their festivities and all that stuff. But it was just bad to feel that way. And I used to always just, why me, why me? And then, you know, like, when I got pregnant with Lyric, I was like, it was a whoopsie, the greatest whoopsie of my life. But I was, like, trying to, like, force things, you know. Like, I thought, okay, having a baby was going to validate me. It doesn't. It didn't. Neither does marriage because I love my husband and I love our marriage, but it doesn't make everything go away. Like when people get sober from whatever their their like crux or their Achilles heel is, their ailments don't go away. Just the numbing agent does. So I feel like it's the same thing with always being so impatient to find your person. Like I don't know if this is you that asked this question, but it was me that I had so much fucking inner work to do that I was like, I got to get right with myself before I can ever be right for anybody else. Ever. Like, I have to literally love me and every ounce of this from my tits to my toes before I can give to anyone else and really create a family because I also had Lyric with me and he took such a huge chunk of my heart that I couldn't give and won't ever give to anyone else. So I literally had to let go. And be okay with the fact that I may never find that person. I literally said that to myself, but I didn't say it from this like melancholy went wah stance. I was just like, I am fine 
with it being just me. And I know this sounds like hokey pokey bullshit, but that was literally 20, New Year's Eve of 2018 going to 2019. And I said, I am literally just going to take a break from all the dating apps. Fuck Tinder. Fuck Bumble. Fuck, you know, Hinge. Because I was on all three actively. I'm not, I'm going to clear out the roster. I'm not answering any more Tinder dates. I'm not going to do any of it. I'm going to work on me, hang out with my son. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get my myself and my mind right. And granted, I'd been talking to Marshall on social and text for like two or three weeks. <laughs> and at that time, he was literally like he'd asked me out on a couple dates. And I was just kind of like, man. And it wasn't him that I didn't want. Obviously, he was cute as fuck. But I just, I was so jaded. And I was like, no, I'm working on me. Nope, nope, nope. But I wouldn't, like, cut him off. I met Marshall officially January 6th of 2019. So I lasted all of five days. And literally from the first kiss, which I had to lean in and kiss him because he was trying to be respectful. And I'm a little sloot. I'm joking. But <laughs> it was, this is it. And there was no question between either one of us. The I love yous came very easily. The boyfriend-girlfriend was like, yeah, duh. You know, everything. The talking about marriage, the designing of the ring, the talking about children. Like, matter of fact, the first time we got pregnant, the one that we lost, I was, <laughs> we'd been, oh my God. I think we started trying at like three and a half months. I think I got pregnant at like seven months. No. It was literally like the week after we got engaged, so like six months and some change. And listen, I'm not trying to tell you that like the fairy tale doesn't have its fuck ups after it happens, but it is mine and it was meant for me. And I don't think I ever would have had it unless I got okay with me because I would have fucked it up. He would have fucked it up. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have the boundaries of like I am whole within myself without you, your boundaries in the marriage are going to get crossed or vice versa or whatever. And then it's not going to be what you thought it was. Like marriage is amazing. I love having my person. I love having the family unit, but it's like, it's not always Skittles and rainbows. So if you don't have that wherewithal to be okay with yourself, to stand up for yourself, to let yourself know when you need to apologize, like all that work you got to do before that person comes, you can marry 17 times and it's never going to feel good. So I wouldn't say I was patient with marriage at all, but I got it right in the end. And that's really all you need is to get it right once or somewhere close. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Were you, oh, wait. Where's that? I thought we had another one. Um, a time when you gave yourself the ick. Oh, God. Okay. Um, e. When I think about this time, I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. so I was in my very early 20s. What was I? 23, 22. And I was so in love with this fucking dumbass. And he was like that, that boy that you could never get, the ungettable get. And he was just like this, like we got along so well. He was like cute, tattooed. He was in the military. No shade to anybody in the military because I have obviously like, you know, my friend that I was talking about earlier in the podcast, she's military. Her husband's military. Like, you know, my, my, the best band at my wedding was military. Like my, I had military family, like 
really good friends in our military. It's not that. It's just the military dating life is not for me because there's a lot to be left to the imagination. And then if you're dating a douche canoe like him, oh, God. So he was on one of his, you know, being gone. Because I think he was like, I don't know. I remember, I don't know what the, the ranking it was. I don't know. But I think he made it like bigger and made himself sound more grandiose in this position than he really was. But I was so enamored with him and it was like he was the person. Like, remember what I said? Like, I was trying to marry every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry that came around. Like, oh, I think about that me just like, ew. And I remember when he came back from being gone for like nine months, I was like one of the first person he called. And I was like, wow, you know, like he wants to hang out. He wants to be with me. Because I was always there at his back and fucking call, no matter when, no matter what. Uh, yeah. And... I think we had plans to hang out that night, and then he ended up, like, not hanging out with me. And I took his fucking call that night, uh, and he was wasted, wasted. And he asked me to be his girlfriend in that call, and he was, like, so excited about it. And I was, like, damn near in tears. I called him the next day. I was on my way to work. I was so excited, and I was like, hey. And he was, like, sounding all weird. And I was like, what? I was like, ugh. Like, no, this isn't happening. And I was like, do you remember what you said to me last night? And he's like, no, I'm sorry, I don't. And I was like, what? What? I was like, you asked me to be your girlfriend. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't remember that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I can't really remember whether or not we hung out after that. I think we did a couple of times, but it, like, it wasn't like me chasing after him. I want to say that that was the wake up call for me to get away with him, but it wa- get away from him, but it wasn't. Ugh, is he ick? Um, but I w- there is a good end to that story because I remember the last time I ever saw him in person. That like he was at some bar, and this was like a year later, and. I still haven't learned my fucking lesson because he asked me, like, I was leaving this bar that I always go to, and he's like, hey, will you come out? Will you hang out with me? And I was just like, no, I'm good. And he's like, please, please, Kel. Because my name was Raquel, and I had always wanted somebody to call me Kel, which my niece and nephew do, and that's way better than any douche douche canoe. But I was like, Fine. And I remember just being, feeling, like, so turned off. Like, the bar he was at was, like, really gross and crappy. And it wasn't even about that. It was, because I used to hang out at that one, too. But him. And I showed up, and I remember just looking, and he just looked so different. Like, everything I thought was cute about him before was just, ew. Just gross. Like, there was, like, what was I thinking? And I remember being, like, so aloof. And I remember I really looked good that night. And it wasn't for him. It was one of those outfits that I had just thrown together. And I was like, hey, I'm feeling myself. And I guess my aura must have just rubbed off because he was trying to be like ushy-gushy like we were before. And I was like, eh, no. And he was bringing up all these songs that we had together. And I was like, eh, no. And I remember I stayed for like an hour and then left. He's like, well, hey, do you want to come back to the house? And I was like, no, I'll see you later. And that was it. And I remember feeling like a fucking boss after that. You know, because I was just like, yeah, you done. Like, you could have had this. You could have had all of this forever, ever, probably. Which, because then I wouldn't have had what I have now. But, yeah. Ew. (laughs) And what's hilarious, though. I actually 
got a message from him about a year ago. Yeah, married with children. Says it all over everything. <laughs> and he was sending me a fucking like ad, I guess. Like I think that he is I don't know what area is he in. But it was like a link to this facility of somewhere that he like does something. I don't even know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nope. Not that. No, no. You gone. Goodbye. Like we don't open those ugly ass doors anymore. And the fact that you are married with a child, too, makes me remember why you're a piece of shit. But, yeah, that was just ewy and more ewy. Uh, so we got a lot of things coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm very, very excited for the vision board event. Um, so I decided to do a little something-something this year because I have only done one in the DMV area. I did the one at boot camp. Um which I was more nervous than I have ever been stepping in front of 26,000 people at Jingle Ball. Let me tell you, doing that one. Talking about <laughs> talking about manifestation in front of a bunch of cynical radio people. And I can say that because I'm one of them. But um, this year, for this vision board event that's coming up October 14th, you better go sign up because it's already like 35% sold out. Um, I think I want to do where I'm going to ask everybody to send me one song for a playlist. Because that was the one critique I had last time is that I didn't have like a playlist together. Because we were in a facility where it was like they had a restaurant underneath and they had music there. And I didn't really think about that. It was my first one. But I'm like, uh, my son's name is Lyric. So I think I want everybody that signed up for the vision board event to send me at least one song that they want to hear after like the presentation is over while we're putting together the vision boards, you know, just to get inspired. So I want I want you guys, if you're listening and you've signed up already, to send me a song that inspires you. Because it'll, like, that's my favorite. When you find a song that inspires somebody and then it ends up inspiring somebody else. Pretty fucking cool. Um, whether it's a love song or it's like, it's almost like manifesting something through music. How cool is that? And also, I am going to have a raffle this time. You don't have to pay extra but since we were talking about the concrete candles, I thought that I would bring out a little box with um, a few goodies from the merch store on reallyreallypodcast.com and a goodie from House of W. So my two businesses meet together for a manifestation. And I thought, what a great way. Like, you know, you give and you receive. And I think that it'd be cool so that everybody can be entered into the raffle. And then somebody's going to walk away with a really nice little gift to go home with. But also, even if you had to sign up, I do give away goodie baggies that have House of W stuff in it anyway. And everybody gets a manifestation journal. Everybody gets the vision boards that are like third. They're 17 by 13. Like they're big. And they're framed so that if you wanted to put it up, because the idea is to look at it every single day. I have all of like the findings, as I call it. Like, you know, it's cork board, So like pretty push pins, because I'm not doing those old school, like, you know, elementary school push pins. No, it's not my vibe. Um, like all of the like stickers, all of the like little cute sayings. I got a bunch of cute scrapbooking things. I have scissors for everyone. I have like all of the goodies. I don't want to give everything away, but I also want to talk about more than just love like I did last time. Um, there is going to be that as well, obviously, because, you know, there's some OGs that are returning and some that um, aren't, some that are new. Um, but I want to talk about things that I've manifested career-wise. Ugh, there's one on here that I'm like, fuck, man, be careful what you manifest. I'm going to blame Marshall for this one, too. But I really hope to see you guys there. You can check out the link. It's up on my link tree. Um, go to my Instagram for the link, at Riley Couture. Um, 
If you want to check out the Etsy too, you can do that at House of W by Riley because I've got a lot of the stuff up there. I know I need to update it. But also anything that you want off of the House of W page, if you see it, you can certainly DM me and I can make you custom and we can, you know, pay for it there. Um, What else? Next pop-up. A lot of you guys have been asking me that. The next one that I have on the books is November 25th. That's the one that I always do at the Walkersville Fire Department. It's their annual holiday shindig. But I want to put one in there in between. I think I have one. It's been confirmed, but I haven't heard anything else from it. At Rockville Town Center, like right after Halloween and right before Christmas. So lots of good things happening. And side note, please make sure you check out signing up to be part of the We Got This Army. Because I also am going to be sending out... It's time for the quarterly... um, like, just thank you package, some goodies. Like, I like to, you know, just spoil y'all. But everybody gets a welcome package. Everybody gets $5 off at the merch site and the fall and winter line that I'm putting out. I'm like, yeah, I want to keep it all for me. Um, but that's also going to be out there at the Vision Board event. You're going to get food, too, there. Super excited to be at this venue. All of the info is up on my Instagram, by the way. But Really Riley Podcast, if you want to... RileyRileyPodcast at gmail.com if you want to email and ask Riley. Hey, and those of you that just got engaged or if you got an upgrade recently, that works for Show Me the Ring too. Side note, I want to do something new with Show Me the Ring. If you guys have bought yourself what I like to call like a power ring or a self-love ring, um, I want to do that too. So you can email me at RileyRileyPodcast.com. Text line is 410-604-8895. DMs are always opens, questions, comments, concerns. And side note, if you would please do me a solid and give me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, it would really help me out. I love you longest. Thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you on Friday where I have to do a review of some of this Bravo drama. Holy shit. Shannon DeBoer. Whoa. The latest episode of Southern Charm. Kind of. And this Bethany makeup drama, like, woo, do we ever have shit to talk about? All right, so we turned that around and made it good. I love you guys longest. I'm glad that I didn't just say fuck it and decide to quit for the day because I recorded most of this without the damn button on. Any bees? <laughs> we got this, right? I love you guys longest. Thank you for listening. It's really Riley. <laughs>